The unicorn is a magical creature, shrouded in mystery and whispered about in legends. It's said that a unicorn can perform miraculous feats, like healing the sick, rescuing those in distress, or even bending reality to make the impossible possible. Outside of the realm of legend, we know a unicorn to be a company that has achieved something just as unlikely, earning a valuation of $1 billion and changing the world along the way. Many businesses try to achieve such a feat, and only a precious few of them succeed. So what's the vision that drives a company and its leaders toward the ambition of achieving unicorn status? What are the steps necessary to even attempt such a quest? How do the people involved find the tenacity to keep the faith as they struggle through challenges and trials? This is Zero to Unicorn. This season on Zero to Unicorn, we heard the story of the Kading family, starting with Ed Kading and his dream to support his family by building and renting a few apartment buildings with a philosophy of building them on the cheap and passing those savings on to the residents. We heard how his son, Mike Kading, became Norhart's CEO after Ed's untimely passing and how together with his wife, Alyssa, Mike brought a new approach to the company, a growth mindset, one that could impact the entire world. Norhart has grown into a massive construction business with ambitions not only to reach unicorn status, but to funnel that success into making real societal change. But the Norhart team knows better than anyone, they're not unicorns yet. Here's Norhart CEO, Mike Kading. All of my life, I wanted to make a meaningful, positive impact on the world. It's sort of how I've grown up. I don't know. I, I kind of got the gene or the, the bug to, to feel that way about things. And then when my dad passed away, it really reminded me how short life really is, right? We only live about 5,000 weeks here on earth. And, and I don't want to waste a minute of that time. So for me, at, at the deepest level, I want to make that meaningful, positive impact and we want to do it in the world of solving America's housing affordability crisis by producing units at a lower cost and providing enough supply so that people's rents can go down. You know, right now we're achieving about a 20 to 30% reduction in construction costs compared to other developers. We believe that someday we can reach about a 50% reduction. But imagine what that means. I mean, someday your rent could be half, or your mortgage payment could be half. And that's the kind of impact that we want to make. But one of the questions people often ask is, dude, Mike, I love this vision, but I look at your rents today and your rents are just market rate. Like, what the heck? Are you not actually solving housing affordability? And my response to them is pretty simple. We can lower our rents today and solve housing affordability for a few thousand people. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But we want to solve it nationwide. So what we're doing is we're taking those profits 
and putting it in the system that builds housing. Elon Musk talks about how it's hard to produce a car, but it is so much harder to build the system that builds that car. And that's what we're doing. We're building the system that builds housing. And our dream is to scale up that housing production to such a level that someday rents start coming down naturally because of the competition in the market, right? With enough supply, prices come down. And here's the magic. Rents don't just come down for our own units. They actually start coming down for everyone because we're affecting the whole market. And that's how you solve housing affordability. To make it more concrete, our dream is to reach 192,000 units under management over the next 10 years and to be producing about 60,000 units per year. It's a big goal, but I think we have the team and the tenacity to achieve it. Yeah, I mean, that's the goal is obviously to do these changes, um, you know, in-house. This is Keith, Norhart's facility director. And then eventually, as we grow, um, the cost of the buildings are going to go down and they'll be able to share that with the residents on decreasing their um, rent. My mom, she's 76 years old. Uh, she's on a, a fixed budget. Uh, she doesn't work. She's retired. She knows how much she's got coming in every month. And then she moves into, you know, a senior housing and every six months they're raising the price on her for no reason her rents go up and she's like i'm gonna have to get a job and i'm like you know you're 76 years old you shouldn't have to get a job to to, to live and survive but um you know i love the fact that you know mike's doing what he's doing to lower that so people don't have that worry down the road you know so many people don't even have an emergency savings fund they don't have a thousand dollars um if their car breaks down or this is stacy norhart coo if they have a medical bill. And if we're able to solve that crisis, you know, we can essentially help those people by giving them an opportunity to have that money to, to have a nest egg or to not worry about, you know, what happens if you, your car has a flat tire. I think there are so many various amazing companies out there and so many smart people out there um, that if we're all working towards that solution that we can work together to solve it. And if we can, at we at Norhart can be the disruptors and really put that in motion to make that happen, that that would be an amazing accomplishment for all of us. Also, another thing that he's brought up is how he could potentially take care of housing shortages. This is Derek, an electrician at Norhart. Rent's crazy. Everything's houses are crazy right now. Rent's just as bad. Uh, even like finding a place to rent is a struggle from my understanding. And he's saying he wants to have so many units that he can essentially offer cheaper rent and still be, you know, obviously not losing money, but giving people uh, option for quality life, quality housing and a living situation at less than I guess the area average. And that was something I didn't really think of, but just having so many units, you can take a little bit off the rent 
and still be a functioning company. It does seem realistic. I mean, there's other companies that are significantly cheaper than other companies offering the same quality product. It's just on the large scale of things that way they can offer it and still be a profitable company. I think it's a fantastic goal and I, I do really think that we can get there. This is Megan, who is in charge of Norhart's human resources and accounts payable. If we continue pushing forward the way that we have been with um, trying to build quality apartments and become more and more efficient and um, just putting things together, like almost doing modular where we can have things just ready to go and ship them out and place them. Um, I think that we can really get our building costs down low enough and help others to get their building costs down low enough that we could definitely make a dent in the housing market and help people get more quality, affordable um, rental and mortgage prices. With the company unified around trying to drive down the cost of housing in America, the question remains, what's the vision that will allow Norhart to get there? I see it um, us creating a, a footprint. This is Angela, Norhart's materials manager. I know that Mike's goal is to be the best in the world. And I think that's that's doable. If, um, if we hit this goal of being a $1 billion worth company, um, that's just gonna have him find that next challenge or that next goal. I don't see us ending there. I'm just, I, I feel like we're, if we're gonna be the best in the world, that's, that's where we're gonna get. And uh, I feel like what we're at now, that's gonna be the second best in the world five years from now because we're gonna, we're gonna be better than where we are right now too. I, I'm curious to see if it stays um, in the United States or if we start going internationally, but I know where we're at right now, we're just in Minnesota um, and we already have plans to go to Texas too. So uh, I'm just curious to see how far we spread too, see how many states we get into um, or if we even go, like I said, internationally. I know we'll be replicating and duplicating, um, but not sure where we'll go. Uh, it's just very exciting to me. Um, I'm not from Minnesota, so I'm open to going and traveling too. Um, but yeah, if we're changing how it is in Minnesota and we can take that and spread that further, I think that's just another step down to making a difference for people in housing in general. Um, the more we spread out, the more that becomes the standard and lower quality doesn't get, um, get to pass like it's of standard. You know, for me in five years, I would hope that, you know, we're, we're well over the 10,000 unit mark and we're branching out into various states. You know, we're, we're looking at Texas right now as um, the next state that we want to move to, that we have a couple different factories that are open and helping to produce wall panels, that we're continuing to push the envelope on, you know, our design and construction process and, and seeing what that looks like. Um, for me personally, I, I believe, you know, we're definitely in a minimalist society and, you know, as people are looking to own the less things, like what are some of the things that we can be doing to help um, on that, you know, that impact for people as well as for the environment of, of having less waste and, you know, is that in our design and, and do we have apartments and, and structures that live differently? You know, I say to Mike all the time, I'd love to see us do um, you know, like a four bedroom apartment, or do we have 
um, different layouts that we're not currently thinking about right now? Do we have apartments where we, you know, you have a, a work from home space that may contract into, a, you know, an entertainment center, or we have, you know, the beds that come from the ceiling. I just, um, but that we're really starting to build on that machine that is helping to push the envelope on what we're doing. You know that uh, the, the corporate office is going to be expanding and growing, and that's the only way that you can really evolve to the vision that Mike has. Uh, I'm excited, you know, to hopefully play a role in that as you know as I continue to grow and develop under Stacy and in, in my role. I'd like to expand it, and you know, uh, in the future, you know, maybe being a regional and traveling, you know, in different states and working with different people. I mean, that's very exciting for me. Um, you know, the sky's the limit for everyone that works here. And when I interview people, I just say, you know what? What is your what is your passion? What do you want to do in life? Um, and if they have anything to do with like, hey, I want to do this with construction, or I want to do um, that with design, or I want to be a painter. You know, we give them those opportunities and we tell them that just because you start out as a cleaner doesn't mean you're going to be a cleaner the rest of your life. You can evolve and grow and climb the ladder as high as you want to go. This company affords you that opportunity. And I think that's inspiring and what helps us bring in solid people because they know that this is just a small step in the right direction for them. One of the most common negative responses is simply uh, dude, Mike, you're not solving housing affordability today. Like my rent's expensive today and you didn't fix that. And I think that's a fair comment, but I'm really focused on how do we solve things in the long term? Again, I can, I can solve your problem today, but I'm not solving it for everyone. I'm not making a wider impact. And so I really want to make that wider impact on the nation to really improve things for everyone. And so it takes a longer, longer time horizon focus to make that happen. And then I think there are other people that look at us and say, dude, this goal is way too big and way too crazy. And I've gotten that my whole life. Uh, you know, when we were a lot smaller, looking to do a 112 unit apartment building, when we built eight units the year before, that seemed impossible. That was crazy. That was insanity. I don't really care, honestly, uh, that people look at us and say we're crazy. I want to go out there and prove them wrong. I want to make that impact. I want to take that next big step. And so, yeah, let naysayers be naysayers. Let the detractors be detractors. I'm okay with that. And there's always going to be that. Yeah, I would say like Norhart is a great place to work, uh, a great company that is trying new things and what they could be and what they will be in the future is I would say the same, but with less hurdles to jump over. So every building we've done, we've improved on greatly as far as construction standpoint. And we did kind of have to, I wouldn't say restart, but we did reset a lot of stuff by going to the new style of building, which is bigger steel. So it's a whole different wiring method for electrical, along with other trades, having to learn a lot of new things. But from this point forward, we're only going to get better and better. The future of Norhart is their outlook is positive, and I can see that being realistic. Uh, everything's going to continue to grow and continue to get smoother. And that's something I'm gonna hang around for 
and I really look forward to the future at Norhart. When we come back, Norhart has a lofty vision, but what steps does the company have to take to see it through? Hey, it's Mike. Let's beat the banks at their own game. Traditional banks don't have great interest rates, but they charge businesses like Norhart higher rates, and they keep all the profits. Why don't we cut out the middleman and connect directly, thus leaving more for both of us? Invest with us and earn fantastic interest rates. To learn more, visit norhart.com. That's N-O-R-H-A-R-T.com and click on invest. So if you're looking to grow your returns, then why not join Norhart Invest today and get more than you ever could at a bank? This is an offering by Norhart Invest. Investments can only be made through the Norhart Invest website. For more information, including the offering circular, please visit norhart.com forward slash invest. Reaching unicorn status. Solving America's housing crisis. These are the components of Norhart's vision. But what steps does the company have to take to achieve these goals? So as we look forward, some of the next big challenges we have is how to drive more cost out of the system. So we're building out supply chain infrastructure. We're building out more manufacturing capabilities. I imagine someday we get to a point that we have like a Tesla Gigafactory, but for apartments and components of buildings. So there's plans to actually build a very large precast plant in uh, Forest Lake here. So right now we have a smaller all outdoor precast plant in um, Wisconsin, and then they're planning to build a really nice big facility to do that here in Forest Lake. Um, so that should really help us put out precast faster and, and get our buildings moving. And so we're starting to map out what that looks like. Another component is bringing more technology into the infrastructure. You know, most architects and engineers think about how to produce or design an individual building. Our team is stepping back and looking at how do we design the system that designs buildings. So componentizing different components of the building and then bringing them in together as sort of a kit of parts in the architect and engineering phase. But they're actually taking another further step back we're trying to work on, which is how do we get to a point someday that we actually provide a computer, a site plan, and then the computer generates a bunch of different designs of buildings based upon all the learning and the information that we have, and then comes up with what the most optimal project is for that site. And then what's interesting, because the architects and engineers are actually designing and working on the computer system that designs buildings. They're also starting to think about and building up teams around having engineering focus on again, the manufacturing kind of facilities that, are, that we're doing as well. Another component to this is that we've got to scale out beyond Minnesota. I mean, we have uh, properties in Minnesota, we have manufacturing capabilities in Wisconsin, we're expanding our properties to Texas and manufacturing to Mexico, but we need to scale beyond that. And it's really hard. One of the challenges is you have to have the capital available. And so we have our new platform, Norhart Invest, to help bridge that gap. But the harder thing in my mind is finding the right people and getting everyone on the same page doing our system of building housing. And so 
when I look at Texas, it's almost like we start all over again, starting with a handful of people, building a small building, expanding that out, building through all the trades. It's going to be a lot of work to make it happen. And so that's, I think, another one of the big challenges we face. So I think at least for the next three or five years, that's really where our time is going to be at. You know, what is unicorn status look like from financial side of things? This is Tim, Norhart's CFO. Well, I would say it is, it can be scary because we are a well-capitalized company. We have some good value for our projects and, you know, a fair to conservative-ish level of debt on them. To get costs down, we need to bring more trades in-house, buy more equipment, a number of things that's, you know, to, let's say, lower the cost of cabinets. We're looking at building a cabinet manufacturing shop. Well, that's not cheap. So uh, why it becomes scary is like every time we have capital, we want to deploy it. So we want to go spend our money in a way that allows us to ultimately reduce costs. Now, it sounds a little kind of back and forth, right, or contradictory of, well, we're going to spend more to save more. Uh, and the savings really come with critical mass. So that means probably not saving a lot of money if we're only building 300 cabinets a year. If we're building 20,000 cabinets a year, we're, we're saving money. So spending those that money today, kind of taking those bets on these are the areas where we can reduce costs that we also might not see today either. So precast, for example, is a new venture for us. This is our first project doing it. I don't think we're going to save any money doing precast ourselves. However, when we one iron out all of the wrinkles of doing a new new project ourselves, uh, I think we'll save money on it. We've, we've noticed it in all of our trades we've bought in house, whether it's capital intensive, requiring a bunch of equipment to get into like precast or plumbing is not, didn't require a bunch of money to do it. Just you know, required the right people and we saw it was more expensive at first, if not a break, even more expensive. But now over time, significantly cheaper. I think we'll get there with the precast too, but it's just, we had to spend some money to get there. And I don't see that mentality ever changing. I think we're always gonna be looking at the next thing in order to ultimately get the cost of housing down. So what are we spending? How are we deploying our capital today to in 10 years be at that point where we can build for 50 cents on the dollar. And that's where, you know, I think it can be a little risky because what if we can't build at the speed we need to? What if we, uh, you know, have a deal fall through or something like that for the next project where we're kind of are betting on that critical mass to, to break even or make this possible to ultimately save money and we don't get there. Now, I don't think we'll ever get there if we are conservative and say, no, we're not gonna do that, that's too risky. If we did that all the time, I, we would probably still be building 100 units a year. Our construction crew would be, I don't know, a half to a third of the size that it is today. We would not, I, I would not be talking to you, that's for sure, this whole, you know, all this podcast stuff around me. Th this would definitely not uh, be reality if we just wanted to play it safe and only did, you know, something that 
look smart on paper today, didn't think about the future or risks or gambles. Uh, you know, I don't think really any of this could be a reality. I think it requires changing how construction is done, just completely. It seems like reinventing the wheel, but... This is Rudy, Norhart's plumbing project manager. You know, we've we've seen, you know, with digital workspaces, just just how how work is done nowadays has changed. Um, you know, how farming has changed over the years, how, you know, there's all these industries that have changed and it just seems like construction hasn't in a long time. So changing the mentality of how it's the process of which you, you go through in order to build a building, um, even to the point of turning over keys to tenants. Um, I think that's a big, I think that's a big factor, upsetting, upsetting the industry. <laughs> I think that changing the game and disrupting the industry, like, uh, like we've been doing, trying to find different, find different ways that we can stand out, but not only stand out, improve the resident experience, not just copycatting people, but being unique and also being that step up. Um, and I think that Mike is very intuitive on paying attention to what what's already out there and trying to brainstorm on what we can do to, to step, set ourselves apart. The ideas that have come in design so far are things that I wouldn't have thought of, um, but I, uh, I feel excited that there's gonna be even more innovation as far as different ideas. Um, and when we're learning how to do different applications too. I think that we'll find more creativity in that as well. So I think always challenging ourselves and trying new things and not being scared to try new things is how we're gonna get there too. And that's one thing that this company has not been scared of and that's change. If you don't change, die. And I think that uh, we're never gonna find a spot where we're complacent and that's something that is gonna keep us getting towards those goals. We're just, we're such, like, we've become such a good company to work for already. I'd, I'd say we're pretty close to there. I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with me, but we just, continuing on with only hiring the best people, I think will really put us ahead of all of the others. And then along with just continuing to keep our residents in mind, um, keeping them first and making sure that we give them the best quality that we can. I think that it's a it's a pretty clear path, in my opinion, that if we continue to do things this way, um, we'll be there in no time. We set high and hard goals, and that's intentional. If we aim for the moon and miss it, we're still among the stars. So I often tell our teams, I'd much rather set a hard, high goal and miss it than to set an easy goal and achieve it. But with that, I have a tremendous amount of conviction that we can achieve it. And really for one simple reason, it's the people. I think if you get the people right, they tackle and solve the hard problems. When COVID hit and we ran out of financing, I think for a lot of people, that would have been game over. But what's incredible, again, is you get the right people in the right seats and they tackle those challenges and they find a way through impossible odds. And that's what gives me hope. When we come back, 
Norhart's employees share how they keep the faith that the company will achieve its goals. Hey, it's Mike. Passive income is one of this year's hottest buzzwords, but what is it? Well, passive income is when the elite make money and the rest of us sleep. Here at Norhart, we decided to open up this opportunity to everyone by giving you the chance to invest with us and earn fantastic interest rates without doing a thing. To learn more, visit norhart.com. That's N-O-R-H-A-R-T.com and click on invest. So if you're looking to grow your returns, then why not join Norhart Invest today and see what you can build towards. This is an offering by Norhart Invest. Investments can only be made through the Norhart Invest website. For more information, including the offering circular, please visit norhart.com forward slash invest. As we come to the end of this chapter of Zero to Unicorn, we end the story as many of the best fairy tales do to be continued. Norhart is on their way to achieving unicorn status. And as we've explored throughout this entire story, it's the people that are going to make this dream of unicorn status a reality. I think they're very great goals. Um, I believe that the way, the direction that we're trying to take this company is that we're trying to set a standard for a way of life um, and even setting a standard for other companies um, to help make sure residents are getting quality stuff. When you set the bar high, it's very easy to notice when people aren't hitting that. And um, I think not, a, not a, only does it benefit us, it benefits so many more people. Um, and that's definitely something I can get behind. It's gratifying to work for a company that, that really wants to have good done in the end. Um, it's a struggle getting there, but I know once we do finally get there, it's gonna be such a relief and it's gonna help so many people. It's just really cool to work for a company that, that has others in mind instead of just their own growth and their own um, income and things like that. I know I even overheard Mike saying, um, end game, if him and Alyssa were ever to pass away, that he wants to make sure that the company's money goes towards like something good and not just towards like his daughter's futures. Um, he wants to like make sure that those profits go towards like building a well in Africa or something. And it's just, it's really cool to work for somebody that genuinely cares about other people and not just making the big bucks. I think it depends what you think is realistic. And I'm a little bit of a dreamer. I'm a visionary. So when I, I think absolutely, I think, I think it will be done whether or not, um, I was a part of it or anybody else. I think, I think, um, Mike's drive is he's shooting for the moon and he's getting there and I don't think anything will stop him. Um, so I just choose to partner with that. And do I think us getting to the goals that we've set will impact, uh, the market for, for what it costs to live? Absolutely, I don't see I don't see it not impacting that. And we've hit we've hit goals, we've hit overall goals that we've been aiming for. Um, like I mentioned earlier, even ahead of time. So um, now there's minute little goals, um, like day to day goals. Oh, we were a couple hours behind. That you know, like I said, there's always going to be bottlenecks. There's always going to be issues to solve. But that's that's what it is. They're issues to solve. They're not oh game over. 
what do we do now? It's like, no, let's, let's solve it. Let's figure out a way. You know, we've got, we're going out of state soon here. We've got jobs in, you know, Texas. We're, we're looking at building. We've got, you know, we've almost flushed out the, the Minnesota market, um, or we're getting closer to doing that. Um, we're talking about a factory in Mexico. Um, we've got people that are that are doing digital work outside the country brazil we've got um you know so our reach is really far and i i I can't imagine i can't imagine us coming to a stop anytime soon it's exciting every time they have a leadership meeting and then they can kind of you know include us in on some of the topics that they talk about and seeing how the you know future and the changes that are going to happen i mean he's looking at putting in a manufacturing plant down in Mexico to feed all the uh, southern locations that we have, um, you know, to, to ship out all of the product. And, you know, obviously that's going to create more jobs um, that'll be impactful on the economy and, and society. Um, so, I mean, if, if he stays on track with that and then, you know, thinking of other, I mean, I, Mike's vision is just, it's, it's all over the board. I mean, just seeing his podcast, seeing his, um, he's having fun with, uh, his unicorn, uh, uh, posts that he puts on, on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, those are exciting to see his character and his true genuine, uh, person come out. I mean, he's just, he's a solid guy. You know, I have a lot of respect for him and I'm not just saying that because he's the owner of the company, but I just, uh, I love sitting and chatting with him and, and seeing where he's going to take this company. I know one of the values is putting the resident experience first, and that's something how I can contribute. Like, I think of that pretty much every day. So, like, if that is a realistic plan and that is something I believe in, not offering a lesser resident experience. So still, when you're doing electrical wiring, giving out the best unit, turning over the best unit, not just doing like a quick and dirty job or giving them less switches in a bedroom or something. Like, yeah, we could probably turn over a worse unit for cheaper and charge less, but we wanna be the best. So thinking of ways we can still keep our quality high and all the amenities high and offering the same rent the pathway is we work very hard and you have to be extremely passionate about what we do um i with my team i say all the time like you have to give 110 percent all the time and there are so many times where you just want to say that's good enough or you're 80 percent or you're 90 percent and for us to really make that level of an impact you have to want to do it and do whatever it takes and get outside of your comfort zone and just do it every single day consistently. And for us to do that and to think outside of the box and really just keep pushing, that's how we're gonna make it happen. Tenacity to me is the drive, the ambition, the fortitude, the effort to try and fight to make things happen. To, to push through no matter the odds, even if it feels impossible, to take that next step forward, to know your dream, where you're headed, what you want to achieve, and then fight 
for that end goal. I think so many of us start feeling that pain, that, that, that tension of, I don't know if I can do that. And because of that pain, we close in on ourselves. We don't take the step forward. And I think people who are truly tenacious, they see that pain in themselves too, but they take the next step forward no matter what, right? They push forward to try to make the impossible possible. Next time on Zero to Unicorn, the next chapter of our story begins. In reflecting on our journey to unicorn status, one theme started to stand out to me as a core tenant of Norhart. Tenacity. It started with the, my dad and his fixation on our purpose and our growth against all odds and challenges. It bled into my stubbornness around growing the business in a way that had a larger impact than any of us imagined. And it's carried on through our team in the way they're tackling challenges head on with an intense focus on creating a billion dollar impact, not only in our business, but in the world. You're now caught up with our story. Norhart is poised to make that billion dollar impact, and I know that with certainty. But the question of if we will, well, that's still up to us. And I know we have plenty of challenges and milestones ahead. Our team needs to carry the legacy of tenacity on no matter what. And as this team's leader, I know I need to lead that charge. I need to curate stories of tenacity to inspire our team to continually dig in when it's hard, to make the impossible possible. And that's exactly what I'm here to do in this next season of Zero to Unicorn. This is season two of Zero to Unicorn, Visionaries. Join Mike Kading, Norhart CEO, as he begins a worldwide quest to find the most tenacious leaders making billion dollar impacts and asking them the questions that get to the heart of their passion, their hard fought battles, and their victories along the way. Join Mike Kading for Zero to Unicorn Visionaries, coming soon. Subscribe to the Zero to Unicorn feed to never miss an episode.